Welcome y'all to 7T, a podcast that shows normal people living a normal ass life with the adventures that mental disorders bring. Ah, so much fun. <laughs> so cop a mop so I can spill this tea real quick. First off, if you have never been to therapy or have only been with one therapist on your healing highway, your, your sage street, your what would Jesus do direction in your life, your boulevard of broken dreams, that's, that one doesn't fit. <laughs> Sorry about that. Throw that last one away. <laughs> but if you have only had one counselor through your journey, journey to a better you, uh, count yourself lucky. What most folks don't talk about is how therapists should really have a freaking Tinder app. Finding one is like dating. It's a lot like dating. Most times you ain't gonna make it official the first time you meet. And if you're in my seven and a half wide shoes, then you are at the very beginning of this process all over again since you decided to break up with your therapist. It was a mutual breakup, though. Me and her, we both agreed after an hour of discussion that I needed a person who knew fruit doesn't go into stuffing to give me advice from here on out. (laughs) So here I am online swiping left and right, starting this whole therapy thing over. And I live in Washington, the state, not the chocolate city, y'all. So finding a person of color is hard. It's even hard finding a person who is not of color, who understands the black experience. See, Angel Face definitely empathized with my experience. I've watched her over and over again shed tears while listening to my stories of being black and being a woman. And though those tears were very sweet because of their intention, I hated every last one that fell. I did. I hated him because those tears don't help when I need real advice. I brought up the experience I was having at work to Angel Face. And at first she agreed with everyone at the job, saying that I indeed should go to someone's boss if I have a problem with them. And that I should talk to people who I'm pissed at in order to be professional. You don't see the air quotes, but I, I hope you caught it in my tone. Professional. I looked at her like, so you think that just because I'm not looking at pictures of their fucking kids and handing out compliments to someone I'm literally pissed at, that makes me unprofessional? I went on to talk about Agatha. Um, That's not her name. There's people at my job who listens to my podcast. What's up to y'all? Hi, thank you for listening. But I don't want people to know about her (laughs) okay y'all got me cool so we're gonna call her Agatha all right so Agatha is the bitch that told my boss that I don't work until my boss gets in which is four hours it's four hours stretch between when I get to the job and when my boss gets to the job alternative facts she also went on to say 
oh, they're really loud. Now that's true. That's an actual fact. But everybody on the floor that we work with is loud. It's an open space concept. There are no walls. They're just desks. And there's 20 people packed in a room. And they're all adults trying to work. It's actually more than 20 people packed in that room, I think. And we're all trying to work and we're all trying to be on phone. So everybody's going to be loud. But Agatha decided to go and tell my boss that I don't work and that I'm too loud. That's where we have the fucking problem. <laughs> and on top of that, this is the thing. Agatha has not been liked by many people for a very long time. When I first started working at my job, people gave me a summary of who to be around and who to stay away from. And according to folks, she was like a red light wrapped in a do not enter sign wrapped in a black woman yelling at a horror movie screaming, don't go in there, girl, rolled all into one. Like that's what she was. People all folks except for one person was telling me like don't fuck with her I've literally had someone say she's clearly miserable at home so she seems to try and take credit for everything here so be cautious I was like oh god damn okay I had another instance where I invited like a bunch of people out to lunch and people were afraid that I fucked up and invited Agatha's ass (laughs) However, I saw these same people chatting, laughing, and chilling with her. And I was floored. Like, you just told me how horrible this bitch is, yet she has no clue that you feel this way. And I felt bad for Agatha. Even though I didn't like her, I felt bad that she is this person who is so clueless to how many people hate her. Now, I'm explaining this to my angel face therapist, and she says that I should be doing the same. I should be laughing and swapping pictures and shit like that. And I told her I'll never do that. She may hate me. Uh, I might make her uncomfortable when I'm around, but she will always know where I stand. I will not make her look like a fool. I will not laugh with her, making her think that she's accepted and liked by me, and then go talk shit about her behind her back. I'm not going to do that. Angel Face told me I was honorable and uh, how she admired that, I don't know, characteristic in me. And side note, that was the third white woman who had told me that that week, which I found strange, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, But Angel Face was like, I should also be cordial. And I'm like, okay, so now we went from professional to cordial. Okay, sure. (laughs) I told her that Agatha and I don't work in the same department. Our work never crosses over on any project. And I really have no reason to speak to her, period. She comes out of her way and she'll compliment me on my pants. And when she did it, my response was, thanks. She needed to get in the building because she forgot her key. I let her in the building with mine. Now, I mean, yes, I did ignore her as she chatted the whole way as we walked to the door. I mean, absolutely, I did that. But that's all the cordial you're going to get from me. I think that's enough. She crossed the line by bringing in the authorities into a situation that could have been handled by just coming to me. It's the sad story of a white woman avoiding conflict by calling the police to my door, not realizing that she might be inviting a racist to my door with a gun. People in power in this country are often white. 
racism. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm gonna get some water for that. And I have always assumed <laughs> that 10% of those people hate me simply because I came in the human color brown. You know, if I walked into a room, which I have, and there's a hundred white people in there, which I've also done that, um, <laughs> where I'm like, all right, there's like 10 people in here who not only hate me because of my skin color, but believe that I don't deserve the same rights, freedoms, and liberties that they get. White supremacy is real. Um, but the thing is, everybody looks the same. No one wants to be called a racist. Not even racists want to be called racist. They're like, white nationalist is what I prefer to be called. Like, you're a racist. <laughs> no one wants to be a racist. So no one's going to announce, I hate niggers. They're just not going to do that. That's never going to happen for the most part in this country. Because no one wants to be a racist. Right? However, it seems like people who are well-meaning believe that I'm not racist. So they can't be racist. Like, that's not how that works. All right? Just because they don't come out and say it to your face and you don't see it because you happen to not have the color brown on your skin doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So when you go to the authorities... In my life specifically right now would be my boss and tell them some lies or some mistruths or like tell you could have came to me and told me I was loud. You going to my boss puts me at risk because thank God my boss is not racist. But if they were racist, more than likely I would have been the only person who were who would have been able to see that they were racist because they would have been sharp with me or they wouldn't have allowed me to do things that other people were allowed to do. There's small signs that you pick up as a person of color when you try and figure out if somebody is racist or not. And you, as a white person, would not have been able to see those cues. You feel me? I know I'm going on a rant, but it's super important. And I know my other people of color are like, yes, girl, yes, yes. You're not going to be able to see that. So you going to a person who is an authority in my life and telling them something you could have came to me about or addressing a problem with them about me when you could have came straight to me is putting me at risk because that person in power could be racist. And this could have been the last little piece of the puzzle that they needed in order to get me fired. I am a person of color. I walk around with the paranoia of being fired at any time, in any place, for any reason. It just comes with the skin. Sorry, let me come back. So, yes, I am mad at Agatha. Yes, I am pissed at Agatha. And me having to, like, explain this to my therapist cost me, literally cost me, like, $65. Because it took me, like, 30 minutes to explain this to her. So I had to not only be exhausted with explaining this shit again, I had to come out of my pocket to do it. So after we're going back and forth and me trying to explain why this is never cool to do, I told her like, okay, now that we got that, what do I do? I can't walk around with this hate 
every this rage every day. I don't hate white people, but I do hate racists and I'm allowed to hate racists. See, I'm not see and let's come back. Sorry y'all. Cuz it just gets under my skin like I'm allowed to be mad. And I can't walk around with this rage with that. I can't. So I'm asking my sweet angel face therapist, what do I do? How do I handle it? And she looked at me and said, listen, you are a black woman in this awful new political world. And I just think that there isn't much you can do except accept that fact. I was shocked. I'm sitting here like... I'm aware I'm black, aware I'm a woman. I live with it every single day. So that advice is shitty. (laughs) So I told her that advice ain't going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. So we ended up talking back and forth again. And she was like, yeah, I just think it would be better for your healing if you saw a therapist who was a person of color to help you. She even admitted that she didn't have the skill set and her being a white woman is not good for me. I... That's just the way that that went. So here I am six hours before I'm going to meet another therapist. And I feel like I'm preparing for my first date. I'm excited and I'm nervous. I had a, I have a whole heap of questions. Um, I'm just starting from scratch, man. I got to tell her everything again in hopes that I can continue on my healing path. And I know this is okay. I know this is the right thing to do. But my damn anxious brain would like to point out all the horrible things in this situation that are just not true. But they sound real, real valid, especially when they're repeated in my head over and over and over again. Like how unfixable I am. How nothing is going to work for me. And I'll never be healed. How it's me and not my therapist that has the actual issue. How I stopped going to Angel Face because she was right about me being, not being cordial and not being professional. And I didn't like it. How I'm running from constructive criticism and truth. How this is just another action to prove how fucking prejudiced I am towards white women and that I'll never get over it, that I'll always be angry, and that I literally dropped her for her race, which proves that I am prejudiced. And I don't want that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be these things. And I know what I'm doing is right, but it feels so wrong. And that's the story of an anxious brain. When you do push through your feelings and do what you think is right, is that right? Or should I push through what I think and go with what I feel is right? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I'm exhausted. And I'm hoping that my new therapist will help me in all of this. But that's it. Y'all get to hear my rambles. And I hope that it helped in some ways, shed some light in some other ways, or at least proved even more how crazy I am. (laughs) Remember to sip slow, but sip loudly, folks. Namaste, bitches. All right update time 
I recorded that first part before I started my first therapy session so y'all could see how my anxious brain ain't shit, has never been shit, and will never be shit. Like that anxiety is on a whole nother level. It'd be on some bullshit, right? Half those uh, ideas and beliefs that I had about me going to go find another therapist were ridiculous. But if you could see me as I was recording it, you would have known it was no laughing matter at all. I was as committed to those like beliefs and ideas about myself seeking other therapy um, as Trump supporters are to the belief that a wall will keep out illegal immigrants. Both of us are being ridiculous because our beliefs are dumb and not based in facts. I mean, that's just truth. (laughs) However, I went to two different places yesterday and both were easy, amazing, and immediately helpful. No lie, people at my job noticed it the next day. That's how good the advice was. I didn't tell y'all about the first place I went to because I didn't know if I was going to share it or not. But the first place I went to was to an energy worker. I know, I know. I can literally hear all of the eyes rolling at the same time. Calm down. (laughs) I know. But I went to an energy worker. And the second place I went to was to my sister, sister, therapist. (laughs) I want to say her name like that every time. That's not going to work. Let's call her (laughs) Sister Circle. Yeah, let's call her Sister Circle. I went to both places because though I have walked away from Christianity, I'm still a deeply spiritual person. And I'm just, the only difference is I'm no longer arrogant about knowing the unknown. (laughs) I don't believe I understand the unknown. Um, So I'm a little malleable. I'm a bit more malleable, actually, to the knowledge of other religions and other things that talk about the unseen, the spiritual world, the soul. Um, And I just wanted, I wanted that part, my spirit to be worked on along with my soul. So I went to go see an energy worker and that was cool. Um, and I also went to go see, like I said, the therapist, you would think the, like both the energy healer and my therapist would be drastically different from each other, but they had a common theme in advice. And I thought that was really cool. Sister circle basically said, you have energy you have a lot of it, but as a woman, I have to understand that the energy is finite. Like women have a really hard time just sitting down and relaxing. We have a a limit amount of energy. (laughs) And that's what she was trying to get through to me. So she was like, so you can either battle your bullshit at work and put your energy into that. Or you can actually put that energy into your husband, your podcast, your dreams, etc. Sister Shaman said, you will attract what you align with. So if you fear something, you will get more of it due to you giving it your attention. Instead of paying attention to what you want, you get a harvest from whatever you pay attention to. I was like, oh, okay, that does kind of make sense. (laughs) So in general, both of them were saying, bitch, whatever you give your precious energy to. That is where you will see your harvest. 
done. I will always get a harvest. No matter what religion you're tied to, you know that you're a creator. So if I'm going to pay attention to something like pumpkins, and I'm going to give sunshine to the pumpkin seeds, put the pumpkin seeds in the ground, I'm going to water those pumpkin seeds because I'm putting energy into pumpkins. And then when I get pumpkins as a harvest, I get mad. That's my fault. (laughs) So just stop fucking paying attention to pumpkins and pay attention to eggplants. Mmm, eggplants. (laughs) Delicious on so many different levels. (laughs) So uh, it was good. It was great advice. It was solid advice. And even though both of them still had different advice, uh, still, uh, my energy worker told me I needed to read more and study more quantum physics on my own in order to bridge the gap between my head and my heart, which she saw in my aura. Um, And Sister Circle, she was like, you need to read the book, A Drama of the Gifted Child, so that I could take the gifts that I got from drama and leave the shadows that I got from trauma. Like, just take the gifts and talents that trauma gives you, the lessons, and then throw away that other shit. You know what I mean? And she's going to help me with that. So she... She had great advice and they had different advice, but it still had a theme. And that theme was stop focusing on negative shit and you'll stop getting negative shit. And to be honest with you, that's, that's simple. That's simple enough for me to do. Hmm. Thanks for listening to the update. Remember, again, sip slow, but sip loudly. Namaste, bitches.